to another episode of The Atomic Podcast. Tonight's guest is Lloyd Kaufman from Trauma Entertainment. Sit back and try to relax. You are now in the mix with The Atomic Podcast, where we... Stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he's a director, he's a producer, he's a screenwriter, he's an author, and he's also an actor, and he is the founder of Troma Entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you the one, the only, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd, how are you this evening? Uh, greetings from Tromaville, FM, and uh, what a uh, delight, an absolute delight to... Uh Thank you so much for giving me the time, and it's a very torrential, snowy day in New York City. By the time you, by the time the fans are hearing this, so yes, the Troma Building is uh, all socked in. Uh, we've uh, we've had to shovel out of here. We're in Queens, uh, which is part of New York City, but the Troma Building is uh, we've had to shovel shovel. Uh, we've been shoveling it for forty years, of course, but this time we have to shovel snow. Oh, what what, what part of Queens, if I if I might ask? Uh, the Troma Building is in Long Island City, uh, 36th Avenue in, uh, in Long Island City, which is not far from the Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, we get a lot of tourists here, actually, who are Troma fans. They ring the bell, they come in, we give them a tour. Uh, we're down the street from the uh, Museum of the Moving Image, uh, and we're sort of the... Uh, the Museum of the Bowel Moving Image. Well, I, I, I want a tour one day, Lloyd, so I definitely am going to hold you to that. You can hold me all you want. I need comforting. Hold me. Hold me. <laughs> okay, um, let me get started. Um, you had, you had a, a pretty interesting classmates at Yale, George W. Bush and Oliver Stone. You later collaborate, collaborated with Oliver Stone on the lesbian thriller Sugar Cookies. Any interesting memories regarding George W. Bush and Oliver Stone from back then? Well, I remember George W. Bush uh, was uh, freshman year. He would go around the Yale campus uh, uh, looking for weapons of mass destruction, uh, and we never could figure that out. I, uh, I don't know what ever happened to him, but uh, kind of, I lost touch. But Oliver Stone, uh, we uh, he appears in uh, as a cameo, and he he helped me make a Battle of Love's Return, my first uh, sound feature-length movie. That I don't mean it was sound, meaning it was. Uh, Proper. I mean, it had sound in it, sync sound, uh, Battle of Love's Return with Lynn Lowry, who was in The Crazies, um, with the, the George Romero movie, and Oliver Stone uh, went on to produce uh, the Sugar Cookies with uh, me and some others, and uh, he, uh, we grew up together, we were in second grade together, and uh, I remember once I was invited to his house uh, when we were in second grade, and he proudly, they had a view of the East River. And he said, uh, he said, you know, we, we, we had a dead body float by when, once. And, uh, and that was, uh, that, uh, I was fascinated. I went, I stood at that window. They had a picture window on East End Avenue. I just stood at that window for all day hoping to see a dead body. And his mother kept saying, uh, <laughs> you probably won't see one, you know. It's, but, uh, 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 Oliver, I knew from the beginning, was either going to, uh, uh, be an axe murderer or a great man, and indeed he uh, is a, a great man. Well, so interesting. Um, um, what do you guys have in common besides being filmmakers? It's just so such an interesting take on that. Well, we went to Trinity School, and our, our uh, my father my father gave a scholarship to Trinity School with the name. I'm mean, not a scholarship. Yeah, I kind of a scholarship. Oh, thank you. Made a scholarship. Uh, uh, named uh, the Lou Stone uh, Award. It, it, it was more of an award. Uh, he donated some money so there could be a perpetual award in the name of uh, Oliver's father. Because I was, uh, on the, we both went to Trinity School. I was on the board of Trinity, and my dad and uh, Lou Stone were buddies. So we grew up uh, living two blocks away from each other, and uh, we had a lot of sleepovers. Oliver would beat the crap out of me, and I'd go home crying. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to ask you, judging from by your projects... By the way, I listened to your Todd Farmer podcast, uh, the, the screenwriter. It was very good. Uh, good, uh, terrific. How did, did people tune in? Did it go okay? 
Yeah, it, it, it did pretty okay. Not as okay as I would like to, but um, I have a little small following, though. But I appreciate that. Thank you. That's terrific. Well, well um, I, and I didn't hear all of it, uh, but, uh, but I, I, I did. I. I did something with Richard Bay, where and he was great. I think he interviewed me for something. I, oh yeah, I was can't quite remember, but I was uh, very impressed with him. He knows a lot, and what a good guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you hear my interview with him? He's a very fascinating. Yeah, I heard some of it. I, I, I was uh, not able to hear all of it because I've been shooting and we're kind of busy. But I'm going to go back and listen to, uh, uh, you know, I know Tony Timponi very well, and uh, I saw the list of the other ones. Uh, so I'm going to listen to, uh, to to those guys too. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I appreciate that, Lloyd. Um, if you need a you need a dead um Spanish victim for one of your movies, I'm your guy. <laughs> Good. Well, keep in touch. Make sure you get on our uh, media mailing list, uh, and uh, and keep an eye on my fan site, LloydKaufman.com, or uh, my uh, Facebook. Uh, also, my Facebook. Uh, I announce when we uh, are going to get ready for shooting. Oh, okay, well, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, uh, yeah, or my Twitter, Twitter also. I, I, that's the best place to, uh, one of those places, uh, to keep, if you keep sort of an eye, uh, 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 usually announced that the fans hear it first. Oh, definitely, definitely, Lloyd. Um, another question I want to ask you, um, you know, you've been known to have some, like, a pretty innovative and ground groundbreaking films, but you also did mainstream films as well, such as Rocky and Saturday Night Fever. How did those projects come about? Because you were a production supervisor, am I right on that? Yes, uh, well, I didn't go to film school. I, after Yale University and Trinity School, I had enough of uh, education. Uh, so, and, and not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, it's just I had 13 years of Trinity School, which was a very strict old boys Latin school, and Yale was, uh, in my day, old boys and uh, pretty intensive, and um, uh, of course I love boys, uh, but uh, uh, that's uh, my private, uh, don't tell, don't, uh, don't tell, don't ask, but I, I was sick of school, so I didn't go to film school, uh, but uh, I attached myself, I had a job. Uh, 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 shit boy for uh, a small crappy little company called Canon and the Lincoln Center just did a tribute to Canon Menachem Golan and, and Yoram Globus they didn't own the company when I worked for Canon but uh, uh, while I was shit boy uh, John G. Adelson was uh, working there, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, they let him, they put him on uh, what became Joe with Peter Boyle's first movie and uh, um, uh, Susan Sarandon's first movie, and I got to be a, 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 a production assistant on set. And I noticed this, that, 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 that John G. Allison was talented. I could tell. I, I saw how he was setting up his shots, and and uh, and I uh, attached myself to him. And um, and he basically was my film school. I worked with him on Joe, uh, then Cry Uncle, uh, where I was production manager, and also uh, um, became one of the partners of Cry Uncle. And uh, Troma to this day is still distributing Cry Uncle, which is uh, really a film that people should see. It is a hilarious, uh, wonderful, raunchy uh, comedy, uh, satire of the uh, cry terror uh, kind of B-movie detective uh, dark uh, film noir. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, then Avelson went on to do Rocky, and uh, they, needed, uh, 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 they needed to shoot in, in Philadelphia. They didn't have enough money to, to uh, shoot in Philadelphia. They wanted to, their bosses, uh, United Artists, and Chardoff Winkler, the producers, wanted to use uh, Los Angeles, keep everybody in Los Angeles, and fake it for Philadelphia. But Stallone and Avelson were very uh, much in favor of uh, location, of location filming and filming uh, the real locations. And they hired me and uh, the... Uh, Non-union, uh, the non-union uh, crew to um, set up uh, the, uh, the the stuff that's uh, all those famous shots. Rocky going up the stairs. Uh, we filmed about eight days in Philadelphia, all non-union, uh, and uh, I'm in the film, of course, as the drunken bum. And um, and uh, when Avelson got his uh, Oscar, he thanked me, which is pretty damn good because usually these fuckers they don't thank the little people. Uh, they they thank uh, you know the head of the studio and uh, mm -hmm. you know the ass lick, as you just saw on on uh, the Oscars. They don't thank. Uh, uh, people who work 24 hours a day and uh, 
in the freezing cold, they, they, they thank the big shots. Mm-hmm. And Hamilton is a, a great guy. He's terrific. And uh, he was a big influence on my body of work. Uh, and uh, also, um, uh, uh, that was a lesson. He, uh, when he got his Oscar, he didn't just thank the, uh, I don't even know if he thanked the assholes at the studio. He thanked me, but he thanked, among the people he thanked, he thanked me, which is pretty goddamn good. And in any event, if you get the Blu-ray of uh, Rocky, the new one, yeah, I think it's a box set that has all the Rockies in it. Mm-hmm. Fox, I think Fox put it out. But it's got my home movies. I, I took home movies in uh, Philadelphia back in 1976 or whatever it was. And uh, uh, I had even forgotten them. I didn't even remember doing it. But a guy who works for Troma was in the basement of the Troma you know, all the people who work here are fans, and this guy was in the basement of the Troma building, and he went through some boxes, and he finds all these uh, 8-millimeter rolls of film, of which I had shot in uh, Philadelphia, on Rocky, and there's Stallone and the dog, and, and uh, I had behind the scenes of Stallone running up the stairs, and stuff that my wife, I knew it was mine, because uh, uh, my wife is in it every two minutes, and... Uh, uh, and the camera store that I used, I, I would run the film out in the camera store. So the stuff had to be uh, stuff that I shot. And yet, uh, way before uh, DVD with the uh, behind the scenes, uh, I did a behind the scenes. Anyway, uh, Avelson uh, cut it down to about uh, 10 minutes, and he and I wrote a little script, and uh, and it's on the, uh, the uh, this uh, archival, really, you know, amazingly important historic footage is on the uh, Rocky, uh, this latest iteration of the uh, Rocky box set. Oh, that's definitely worth checking out. Definitely, because I don't, I don't, I have the old um, DVDs. I don't have the Blu-ray yet, but I, well, I definitely... you don't have to buy it because I put it up on uh, no, Avelson put it up on uh, on uh, YouTube. So if you type in uh, Rocky, John Avelson, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, commentary track, no, not uh, behind the scenes. Of, I don't know. You, you can find it on YouTube. On YouTube, all right. Oh, yeah. You can also you can also find 250 free trauma movies to commemorate trauma's 40th year. And we put the movies up free because our fans have been so loyal to us, and uh, uh, they're, they're the only reason we're still in business. Yeah, you're you're a good guy, Lloyd. You're a good guy. Um, I'm getting so into. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, t- um, Toxic Adventure helped put you and Troma Entertainment on the map. How did you go from doing more mainstream projects like Rocky and Saturday Night Fever and your early projects like The Battle of Love's Return and The Girl Who Returned to later to do The Toxic Avenger? Well, they were just... About the, the, the Saturday Night Fever uh, was uh, the, the end of my film school. Uh, the, and I, was, I used Rocky and, and Saturday Night Fever as my film school. Avelson was a very talented director, and I, I attached myself with him and worked on Cry Uncle and worked on Joe and worked on Rocky. And then uh, Avelson was uh, asked to do Saturday Night Fever, and he brought me on that. And then uh, he got kicked off, uh, and... Uh, Batum, John Batum was uh, the next director, and um, uh, I offered to quit, but Avelson said, uh, keep learning. Mm-hmm. So uh, I discerned uh, after a couple of days, I realized John Batum is a smart, he went to Yale, which not that was the only thing against him. Uh, he <laughs> went to Yale. Uh, but other than that, uh, I saw he was uh, articulate and smart, and, and he and I became good buddies, and I worked my ass off for him, but I learned a lot from him. And, um, and and, and uh, one thing I learned from him was how to uh, have a car crash into a, uh, a storefront, uh, and um, uh, economically. And um, um, I, I learned a lot from Batum too about constantly uh, you can keep rewriting the script, and uh, you don't uh, you, you you don't you can nothing set in stone. You just keep rewriting and uh, making it better and better each night. And, uh, but we did, if you see Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, mm-hmm. you will see a uh, car going through a uh, dry cleaning uh, establishment, uh, which uh, was inspired by the way John Batum did it in Saturday Night Fever. Also, in, um, we blew up a, um, a school in uh, Citizen Toxie, and we used the same, uh, the same system that I learned on Saturday Night Fever from John Batum. Uh, on uh, Citizen Toxie, where you, you, you get a warehouse with a roll-down door, and you put up, the, you roll up the door, and you uh, then create a, a safe false front, and you can have a car crash into it, 
or you can have an explosion blow out of it without doing any serious damage. So, uh, I was, so I learned a lot from those two movies. And then uh, we started Troma in 1974. And, uh, you know, I was I was working on those movies while we were trying to uh, get Troma going. Oh, okay. Um, and I took other jobs. I had other jobs to pay the Troma rent and keep us going uh, while we were making, uh, you know, our first few movies. Um, what were those other jobs? Nothing of interest. <laughs> No, just uh, money to pay the rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you always learn something, but but after Saturday Night Fever, uh, I, uh, I learned as much as I'm going to learn, and uh, uh, I went full time on Troma. And the only time I departed Troma was uh, we we were uh, uh, associate producers on uh, a movie with Kirk Douglas called Final Countdown in 1979, and. Uh, that uh, that was it uh, for me. That was the last time I had anything to do with the mainstream. Mm-hmm. That movie, I, it's a, the movie's a good, you know, pretty reasonably good movie, but the crew were, were, everybody was, just about everybody except for Kirk Douglas and his son Peter, uh, everybody on that film were uh, not interested in making a movie. Mm. Martin Sheen was pretty nice. Yeah. The final countdown. Martin Sheen had just had his heart attack uh, and, and he was kind of a nice guy, but, uh, the, the other actors were, you know, there was more interested, they were more interested in, uh, have, who had the bigger, uh, uh, so one of them, I don't remember who it was, but gave me a hard time because Kirk Douglas had a bigger suite at the hotel and, uh, Catherine Ross was upset, balled me out because they were, were shooting in the middle of nowhere on location. And uh, there weren't enough, uh, the caterer didn't bring enough chairs. Uh, you know, it was more important what we're having for lunch. And the crew was more important to them to glom as much as they possibly could. If you get the Blu-ray of Final Countdown, mm-hmm. Final Countdown, and the movie's not that bad. The director was a, a, a total drunkard. And, um, <laughs> and his crew, we had to fire his entire crew. What? Uh, because they were drunks and useless. And um, so it was uh, very unpleasant. The movie ends up uh, pretty decent, um, but it could have been really, really good if uh, if uh, if people had cooperated with Kirk Douglas and his son Peter Douglas who produced it. Mm. Uh, the three of us were the only ones who cared about the movie. And uh, you should get the Blu-ray because I uh, I was interviewed for it, and uh, I was uh, even more candid uh, on the Blu-ray than I'm being now. Oh, wow, okay, so that's definitely the worth, the price of admission, or the worth of the DVD, definitely. Yeah, I was also under the influence of Somalis. <laughs> no, 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 just joking. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hard to... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe Final the... Countdown, by the way, is a Blue <laughs> Underground uh, DVD, uh, DVD and Blu-ray, um. and it's very good. It's a great... Uh, I, I think you'll uh, enjoy the film, but the, uh, the, the introduction I did was pretty... Uh, Pretty uh, uh, straightforward. Pretty from the heart. Oh, can I see the introduction on YouTube? I don't think so because oh, okay. uh, I don't own it. Uh, I just did it. Uh, ah, okay. the, the, uh, but I'm sure you can find find the Blu-ray somewhere and uh, you know watch it. Oh, I, I talk about it too in one of my books. Uh, uh, I talk about Final Countdown and how disappointing it was and how that pretty much uh, ended my any attempt to uh, to. Uh, cross paths with the mainstream. If they want me, they can come find me. <laughs> and and you're, you're, you're easy, want me. <laughs> but you're an easy man to find, too, especially in Queens. I'm very easy to find, believe me. I'm all over the internet. <laughs> no excuse. If people want me, they can find me. You <laughs> found me. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's definitely true. I'm in about 200 movies, too. I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. They yeah. found me. Yeah, definitely. The James Gunn started with us. In fact, the book... Uh, uh, all I need to know about filmmaking, I learned from The Toxic Avenger, my first book. <laughs> That's got Final Countdown. That's got some talk about Final Countdown in it. And I think I tell the story a bit about why I was turned off by that. And James Gunn, who wrote Romeo and Juliet and went on to write and direct uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. James Gunn wrote All I Need to Know About Filmmaking, I Learned from The Toxic Avenger uh, by Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he wrote the book that I wrote. 
Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing I like. You know, they give you a lot of praise. Like, they don't forget where their, where their roots are, where they come from. So that's definitely... Well, not all of them. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Samuel true. Jackson and uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I deserve any credit for that, yeah. but uh, we're the ones who... Death, death, D-E-D is in David E-F by Temptation. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's first movie. That movie never would have come out if we didn't put yeah. it in. About I mean, four hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, I remember and, that. That uh, was with uh, um, Kareem Hardison. Never, never, ever acknowledged it. Or they've asked him about it a few times on TV, and he always, uh, you know, trivializes it, which is not very nice. Yeah. Is it that? That's the one with um, Kadeem Hardison, right? From um, a different world. You bet. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Moore, and there are all sorts. It's a great movie directed by yeah, it was uh, good. Uh, James Bond the Third, all black people, and it's and it's a wonderful film because. Uh, it, it, it portrays black people as, a, as a, a, a kind of bourgeois, normal people. They're not, uh, uh, you know, calling everybody bitches, and uh, they're not being stereotyped. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, and it's funny as hell, and it's scary as hell. And it, I think it's, I honestly think it's probably the best movie in our um, collection, other than maybe one or two. But, but when it came out, it did okay in the theaters, but because of. Uh, blatant racism in the video stores, the video stores wouldn't take it because in those days they were frightened of uh, having black people in their stores. They, they thought that black people would set fire to the uh, video stores. So the movie was a flop on uh, home video, even though it did pretty well theatrically. And then after Death by Temptation, Columbia released uh, uh, something from the hood, uh, Boys from the Hood, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. What's it called? What's it called? Were born on Boys from the Hood? Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, Boys from the Hood, and which is which is much more uh, uh, inflammatory than anything. But it it went into all the video stores because it's Columbia Pictures, mm -hmm. and uh, nobody burned any stores down. And that uh, I think that film was kind of a watershed for uh, for uh, black-made uh, movies, at least in the home video front. Yeah, that's definitely. And true. then after that, the black movies were accepted by the video stores, but. Uh, we got totally, uh, we were a little ahead of the times. Like many of our uh, history, we're, we're usually in movies of the future. Yep, exactly. Um, I was going to ask you too, Lori, um, do you get something out of acting that helps you as a director too when you have your cameo roles? Do you have something? Well, uh, I'll tell you, uh, James Gunn was nice enough to stick me in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, And it was very interesting to see how a $200 million movie is made. But... Um, uh, the smaller movies I've done, and if you go to my IMDb, I think you'll see I mean, a couple of hundred of them. Mm -hmm. uh, many of them are um, on, on uh, digital. You know, they're digital. I don't know anything. I, I mean, I'm learning, but I've, I'm a 35 millimeter for 40 years doing movies on, uh, you know, film is different from, from digital. And um, the way problems are solved and uh, the advancement te techno techno technically the advancement uh, that uh, young people have made uh, making these ultra-low-budget movies, I have learned a lot. And uh, uh, if you go to, um, again, if you go on YouTube and type in my name, you'll probably find a lot of uh, 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 lessons that I've put up uh, where I've, I've chronicled the time I've been on the sets of these uh, ultra-low-budget movies or movies by new directors. And sometimes... There is something very interesting that's positive, like a guy, there was one guy who put me in a, a, a very expensive, but a, a short film that was extremely, uh, you know, well done, you know, technically quite high level, but he did everything himself, and, he, and I did a little behind the scenes with him. He was able to shoot, to take sound, to dolly, to the one man, to basically a one man show, and uh, that, that was a very interesting lesson. And then I was in another movie called Hanger. Hanger, a Canadian one by, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, Michael, something, some, and he's a very good filmmaker. But we, we, while we were shooting in the middle of the night, uh, they kicked us out of the location. So my mm. scene, and, and I filmed all that stuff, so film students who watch my little uh, behind the scenes, I've probably done about 50 of them, they're scattered on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> they can maybe learn a valuable lesson there. You know about uh, you know how a how uh, how clever uh, Ryan is his first name. I think Ryan Michelson, Ryan Nicholson, Nicholson maybe. Hanger is the name of the movie, and Debbie Rashawn is in it. Oh, okay. But but that was one where you know I was filming behind the scenes, and 
showing the ingenious uh, contraps, some of the ingenious contraptions that were being used to, uh, you know, homemade uh, steady cam and all that kind of stuff. And then we get kicked out of the location, and I filmed that too. So, you know, it had a, it was very entertaining. And I had to play a tranny whore, which I didn't. <laughs> that was the other lesson. I, I read the script, but I, I did, there was a tranny whore and a pimp. I assumed I was going to play the pimp, and I get to Canada. They flew me up to Canada somewhere. And I get there, and they give me a pair of high heels and a dress and a, a wig. <laughs> and so that's another lesson for the students, uh, unless you want to be a tranny whore, which I do, of course. Oh. Uh, read, uh, you better ask which part you play. Uh, did you meet a very lovely tranny whore? Or? Uh, no, horrible. I look like my mother. <laughs> Gary as hell. Oh, my God. Oh, man, Lloyd, you're killing me. <laughs> um, Lloyd, I'm sorry. I'm, I got along with it. Um, to get, we got a, I've got uh, about five minutes. I'm going to get a call from uh, someone who wants to interview me. Sorry about that. No, no, it, it's okay. Well, my, my, my last question for you, since you have to go, Um, what's the no, next... I don't have to go right now, but the call may come in any minute. Oh, okay. Keep going, just we're moving along. Okay. I'm, I'm talking too much, too, bro. But it's okay, it's okay, Lloyd. It's, it's an honor, man. The good question is a good question. Uh, thank you. I have, I, have a, I have a big question for you. Um, Toxic Avenger became a cult classic, spawning sequels, comic books, merchandise, cartoons, and more. I read somewhere online that many of the trauma films are going to get remade. This includes Toxic... Toxic Adventure and Class of Newcomb High. Remakes usually mean someone thinks the film or films in question can be improved upon. How do you think you can improve upon the Toxic Avenger? Well, I'm not going to be directing the Toxic Avenger remake, so that uh, that alone is a huge improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that answers that question. And uh, Usually, usually uh, I'm interviewed and people are like disappointed that the Toxic Avenger is going to be remade and made mainstream and all that. Mm. And I, I refer them to film history where uh, you can find uh, many, many remakes and sequels that are better than the original. And there is no reason why the uh, $150 million remake of The Toxic Avenger, if it actually gets made, uh, we have received some money, but uh, assuming that it gets made, uh, there are talented people involved, and there's no reason why it should not be better than the original Toxic Avenger. You don't go to movie jail for uh, making a good uh, uh, remake. Uh, Mother's Day was remade. Uh, my brother's movie, Charles Kaufman's Mother's Day, was remade uh, not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. My brother and I are in it briefly. Um, and I think Darren Bozeman did a good job. I, I, I don't think it's better than my brother's, but I've had no complaints from fans. And um, um, you know, I haven't seen it, of course, uh, but um, I, uh, but uh, uh, I, people seem to like it, and uh, everybody uh, you know kind of says it's really good, and not as good as Charles Kaufman's original, but uh, but very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another movie, Poultry Geist. Somebody called me up, uh, but they didn't offer enough money. Uh, in fact, they didn't offer any money. Mm-hmm. They offered chicken feed. They offered some money, but it was chicken feed for poultry guys and the <laughs> metaphor was good but uh, uh, the, uh, I thought it was a very foul uh, deed <laughs> so uh, we're, we're not going to let them remake poultry guys unless they give us a few bucks so I'm, I'm uh, you know shit, if, if Toxic Avenger gets remade we will get a fee so we don't have to close down here we're in desperate shape we have no money so we need money Gotcha, gotcha. Um, when I first heard about Toxic Avenger, I assumed the superhero will be about um, a, a superhero fighting ecological injustice, um, not a superhero fighting gangs, corruptions, and criminals. Given the climate of the world today with global warming a huge is a huge issue, can you envision a day when the Toxic Avenger will take on environmental issues? Does it seem appropriate? Well, he did in the first one. He did it in 1983 before Al Gore invented the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like I'm saying, but like when you first hear like the Toxic Avenger, like, do you think like, like he would basically like, you know, almost like a Captain Planet? You like, you remember? Are you familiar with like Captain, like the Captain Planet? We were way before Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Planet sucked, by the way. Captain Planet is boring. It sucked, but it was Ted Ted Turner's uh, yeah uh, baby, so they uh, they made a a lot of uh, episodes. I tried to watch. It's unwatchable. It's horrible, and the kids hated it. Uh, Toxic Crusader cartoons yes. are terrific. They're funny as hell. They're on the internet for free. If you go on uh, Troma's 
YouTube uh, movie channel. Uh, it's, they're there for free. At least 13 of them are. I don't know. If there are 13 there for free. Toxic Crusaders. They're funny as hell, and they're great for adults and, and children. Uh, they're okay for five-year-olds. And uh, they were on Fox, uh, you know, Saturday morning. And uh, they're great. And uh, they were too good. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, there, there are no more cartoons of Toxie. There, there are those crappy... Anybody playing those shitty uh, Captain Planets? Um, no, 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 no. It was playing, like, late, in, like, well, early in 4 a.m., you know, but not, not now. Are they still now? They're still playing? Oh, no, 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 not now, not now. When it was on the channel, do you, are you familiar with the Boomerang channel? They were playing it on that channel. No, but I know they were on Turner for a long time, because yeah. he, he, he was his idea or something. Yeah, it was stupid. It was no good. The kids didn't like it. They wasn't, it wasn't, uh, they, they didn't learn anything. Whereas the, the Toxic Crusaders, they really learned a lot. Learned a shitload. It's very good. Yeah. And the um, the uh, um, the writers were uh, people from Laughing, and uh, you know, and then we wrote a couple of them ourselves. But uh, they were very prominent. There's one where uh, uh, there's a, a satire kind of. Uh, there's a character that's an insect, but resembles uh, Roseanne, the uh, fat TV comedian. Yeah, really. it's hilarious. It's wonderful. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's very good. But it's a little too good, unfortunately. Yeah, that that's that's definitely true. Um, going back to Toxic Avenger, um, was there a particular reason why Marissa Tomei's scenes were cut? They weren't cut. Uh, my stupid me, I didn't recognize her talent. I just used her as a background person, oh, and okay. uh, unfortunately, she she was so polite and quiet and never uh, never uh, called attention to herself on the set. So I missed it. In the same way, we also rejected Madonna for uh, the first turn-on. We stupidly uh, misjudged the talent there, and she did. Uh, she did come in uh, numerous times to to audition, and she even made her own costume uh, for um, first turn-on. Uh, uh, so, um, the, lucky for her, we rejected her because. Uh, Thanks to us rejecting her, her career took off. Had she done a trauma movie, she would have been painted for life. <laughs> no, Madonna, Madonna owes us big time. I put all this in my big uh, six-volume, all my books talk a lot about this kind of stuff. I've written six books. Uh, a lot of them are about filmmaking and aimed at students. And uh, they uh, talk about a lot of this stuff. Uh, do you have a Do you have a book that's out about like an autobiography that you wrote, or is just all the books? No, only the first one, the book that I wrote, that James Gunn wrote. Uh, uh, all I need to know about filmmaking, uh, I learned from the Toxic Avenger. That's uh, my memoir up to uh, about 1996, and from then on, uh, uh, there's uh, another five books, but they're not autobiography. They're not memoir. They're all uh, make your own damn movie, produce your own damn movie. The Toxic Avenger novel, that's very good. Yeah. And speaking of books, we've got a uh, our first uh, episodic, uh, episodic uh, book uh, on um, what, crap, whatpad.com, I think it's called, W-A-T-T-P-A-D.com. It's called Pests, P-E-S-T, like cockroach, Pests. Yeah. And uh, we're putting it in, we're putting it up in installments, and the, uh, the first uh, three or four installments uh, have just gone up, and uh, uh, every time we put an installment, we put a video and a GIF, G-I-F-F. -F. Mm -hmm. uh, we put one, we put that associated with it, so uh, the fans get a uh, uh, an installment. Wattpad, hold on, I think it's called Wattpad.com. I can't, I just, I never get the name right. But anyway, I'm sure you can find it. Apparently, it's doing very well. The pests. I was actually also too. Um, in Guardians it's of the not about a cockroach, by the way. It's not about a cockroach. It's a uh, about a um, kind of a, 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 a little, if you like American Psycho, I think you'll like this. Oh, all right, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Christian Bale, American Psycho. Then I think I well, the book like. is even better than the movie. The movie was great. The movie was very good, but yeah. the book is even better. Yeah, just ignore part two because part two, I have no idea where that came from. But I didn't see it. I'm oh, sorry. good, 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 good. It's, you know, it's it's not your loss. Trust me. Oh, that happened, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you too um, will you appear in the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel has James asked you I don't think I can uh, from because uh, I was killed in the I uh, blew up in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy so 
But they can make you a creature. You could come back as a creature. James Gunn puts, has put me in every movie so far. I'm in Super. I'm in Slither. I'm in... Uh, uh, there's another one. Uh, uh, but um, unfortunately, uh, I was, he killed me off in this one. So unless I had a twin brother somewhere who looks like Mel Brooks, uh, I'm <laughs> fucked. But he's a great guy. James is terrific, and he's so talented, and, and the nicest guy in the world. Absolutely. Um, um, and also going back to um, Toxic Avenger Four's um, Citizen Toxie. Um, when is this set for release? Toxic Four, Citizen Toxie. We made that. It's been out since two thousand and one. Oh, I haven't even. You know what? I have not the seen that. The best one. It's the best one, Citizen Toxie. That's the best Toxic Avenger movie. If anybody's interested. It's better than part one. I was going to say part that. Part two and part three weren't so hot, but because um, uh, I compromised. But part four is uh, trauma, trauma, uh, what do you call it, trauma point one, or trauma yeah. zero, you know, whatever it is. Trauma par excellence. See Citizen Toxie, you will definitely enjoy it. I, I think it's all over there. You can find it for free everywhere. Yeah, I'm saying but I've seen... Not, if, if not, you can buy... Uh, Toxic Avenger uh, on Blu-ray and Citizen Toxie, and uh, you can buy all this stuff on uh, www.troma.com. Uh, Tromashop.com is the uh, the uh, URL. We have a store at Tromashop.com. Yeah. Um, um, or Troma.com slash Tromashop. And fucking fans want to go out there and buy stuff because uh, we are uh, desperate to die. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, what makes um um Citizen Toxie better than the original? Because I, I find the original right up there. Like, what 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 does it? Oh, the original is great. Citizen Toxie is better. It's, it deals with uh, uh, a lot more interesting issues. The acting is better. The special effects are better. It's more ambitious. It's uh, a time travel piece. It, Kabuki Man almost steals the show. He's got a Kabuki Man's got a uh, a uh, a, um, a, 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 a what do you call it? A, Featured role and is fabulous. Citizen uh, Toxie is great, and, and Trent Hagen, who wrote the Cheap Thrills, which is a wonderful movie if you haven't seen it, he uh, he wrote. Uh, so, well, we wrote it together, but he he's really responsible for it. Uh, he wrote uh, he wrote Citizen Toxie, and uh, Trent Hagen also directed uh, Chop and uh, uh, wrote either he wrote Chop or directed it and. Uh, Dead, Dead Girl is another movie he wrote or directed or both. He's very good. He's a big trauma rising star. Mm-hmm. But Citizen Toxie you'll love. And of course, Lemmy is in it and uh, Ron Jeremy and all our friends. Uh, the, the guy, the child actor who was such a bad boy. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Danny Bataducci? Uh, no, better than that. Uh, more famous. I can't remember his name. Anyway, he's in the movie. Uh, it's a great movie. It's the best. The best one. Oh, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, oh. don't miss it. Citizen Toxie. It uh, goes a lot further and uh, much more uh, daring. Much more daring. Okay. And oh. more emotional, more touching. Yeah. yeah it's really. It's, I think it's, it's definitely the best one. It just uh, unfortunately hasn't gotten a lot of publicity. Got a good review in the New York Times, but unfortunately, by the time it came out, the major conglomerates have uh, lobbied in Washington and a lot of the rules. Protecting the public against monopoly have been done away with, and uh, uh, they, uh, you know, spent hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, get the rules uh, changed, and uh, that fucks the independence. And we have been fucked uh, in every orifice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Lloyd, um, I was gonna say, so I guess Trauma Studios in Queens, um, which, which bur- borough do you prefer, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, what's your borough? Well, we, we had a, a building on, uh, 9th Avenue in Manhattan for 30 years, uh, and, um, we sold it because the uh, real estate went up too high and we wanted to take, my, my partner wanted to take some money off the table. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I prefer Long Island City, honestly, I live on the east side. And uh, I get here on the subway, the good old N train, and uh, and Queens is great. Queens is so uh, 
so vibrant. And there's so many different uh, ethnicities. Yeah. Here we are in Long Island City, uh, people and all sorts. It's like Halloween every day. They're in costumes. <laughs> terrific. I, I, I really like it. It's great. I know. Um, I used to live in Queens in Sunnyside. There's like bars in every block in Sunnyside. Um, what, what part of Long Island City actually is around? Because, you know, they say Long Island City is like the whole strip from Vernon, Jackson Boulevard, all the way to Sunnyside. We're, uh, we're next to, uh, sometimes we get our mail addressed to Astoria. So I guess we're on the line. Uh, oh, you're just, oh. Wherever Astoria is. We're on th- you know, 36th Avenue and 11th Street. Ah, okay. Oh, wait. Oh, you know, wow. Island City, so we're near the water, and uh, as I say, not far from the, uh, the Silver Cup Studio and the uh, Museum of the Moving Image and uh, Kaufman Astoria. You know, oh, right okay, so you're by the Unos and then the movie theater that's down there. I think I remember that area. Okay. Well, we're more, we're closer to the water, uh, so we're, we're not, uh, there are no movie theaters near us. Ah. no restaurants near us. Oh damn, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, you gotta hopefully get deliveries for McDonald's or something. To get I food. like it there. Well, there are restaurants, but you know, there's no. Uh, it's not like uh, where we were, where we were two steps from Broadway. Yeah, but I prefer this. It's great. Queens is the best. Yeah, definitely is the best. Um, do you, um, do you prefer more of the commute you have now as opposed as having you know having trauma at the East Side? But you said like you yeah, know, it's easy. I yeah. get on the uh, Lexington and. It's three stops from Bloomingdale's. It's perfect. I live on the Upper East Side, so it's great. Uh, the Ninth Avenue. Uh, it took me a long time to get to work from the Upper East Side. Yeah. Oh, really? uh, it was Fifth Avenue, and uh, I mean the Ninth Avenue and Fiftieth Street uh, uh, took, took much longer than getting to uh, Long Island City from my uh, East Side house. You know. Oh wow! So uh, this is great. Long Island City and Queens are the best. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's moving up, but the thing is, a lot of people are moving up there, so, like, the rent increases go high out there, so it's just... Uh, right now, we've been here, we bought this building about five years ago, and the place is booming. Uh, they put up three or four new hotels, and uh, also, it's, it's booming. Yeah, this area is, uh, is one of the, I think, one of the last uh, of the uh, areas where the uppies and the... Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. ...to move in, so... Uh, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I was going to say, because there are a lot of them getting, moving up there. Long Island City's getting hot, yeah. 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 Um, I was going to ask you also, my, 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 you know, my last question for you, because I know you're a busy man. Um, What's next for Lloyd Kaufman? I assume the remakes will probably consume the lion's share of your time in the near future. But no, what? the remake will consume none of my time, except that they want me in it. They don't want to have anything to do with me, believe me. They ah. want to make a successful movie, which means do not let Lloyd Kaufman touch it. No, but What's taking my time is Volume 2 of Return to Nukamai. We yeah. put out Volume 1 uh, recently, and now the second half of the movie is Volume 2. It's going to be a two-part movie. So that's taking a lot of time. And then uh, we've got another project called Occupy Can, which um, our fans put up about half the budget for. It's a documentary about trauma and the independent film world and going to the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, we made a movie 10 years ago called All the Love You Can, which I think is free on our Troma YouTube movie channel. Uh, and uh, we wanted to do a sequel. And we asked our fans, and they indeed they wanted to see uh, Occupy Can, and they put up about half the budget. So we're, we're uh, moving along on that. That's being directed by uh, Charlotte Kaufman, along with uh, Liz Beth Kaufman and Lily Hayes Kaufman. They threw me off. I was the director, but they kicked me off. So uh, <laughs> they're, um, they're doing that. Uh, but I'm obviously involved, and we've got uh, big... Uh, John Brennan is producing uh, Kabuki's Cocktail Corner, Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner, which is uh, going to be a pot... a, uh, a uh, What do you call it? Not podcast, but a, uh, a series of... Uh, a short, you know, the, what do you call them, series? Uh, when they're on the internet? Uh, oh, like, um, um, yeah, internet series, internet series. Yeah, well, now they got some other name. Whatever it is, uh, that's what he's doing here. Kabuki Man's the stars and uh, kind of a talk show, but uh, three minutes of each episode is three minutes. We shoot that. Now we do writing tests, so we're, we're, we're working hard, but uh, no money's coming in. So if there are any rich people out there... Uh, Buy our fucking DVDs and posters and T-shirts and <laughs> toys. The Toxic Avenger Plus doll is—they're all available on the uh, trauma.com/slash uh, 
Um, Lloyd, also, um, is there any other filmmakers you would like to work with or any actors you would love to get, like any dream actors you would love to have in, in any of your films? I love the cast of Return to Nukem High Volume 1, and uh, <laughs> they uh, the best cast I've ever worked with. Uh, Katie, uh, Catherine Cochran, and uh, Asta Parides, and uh, Clay Von Karlowitz, uh, uh, Vito, uh, whatever his name is, and Zach Amico. Yeah. They're the best people in the world and the best actors I've ever had. I would love to work with them again. And uh, the question is, uh, as many times, you know, the same way that Eli Roth and James Gunn and Gabe Friedman, and, you know, they move on. They can't afford to keep sleeping on the floor and uh, learning how to defecate in a paper bag. they got to make a living. Yeah. And they become famous as a result of trauma movies. So, uh, you know, we're always finding new talent. And right now, you can put the uh, word out, we're looking for uh, a talented person to do some after effects for volume two of Return to Nukem High. So if there's anybody out there in cyberspace who would like to uh, have a great showcase, uh, we can't pay very much, uh, but we need uh, we need some very sophisticated after effects uh, uh, while we're editing volume two of Return to Nukem High. It'll open it. It'll have a theatrical, you know, it can make your career. It'll have a theatrical, a small theatrical release. And, uh, you know, being a, getting a full screen credit on a trauma movie is a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know, trauma, like you said, a lot of a lot of people came from trauma. And, you know, a lot of people really pay, you know, homage to you and, you know, give you that much respect. Um, well, we have a big, we have a big footprint uh, on the uh, countryside. Everybody from... Takashi Miike in Japan, to Caspar Noé in France, Peter Jackson, Quentin Tarantino, all these people uh, grew up with trauma movies. Uh, unfortunately, though, the game has changed a lot, and uh, the playing field is no longer level. So if you are an independent movie studio, it's almost impossible. The laws of all, all the rules through lobbying in Washington, the rules that used to give us a little oxygen are... Uh, have been done away with. So we're uh, the, uh, the only reason we're still around are people like you, Ephraim, and and our uh, fans. You know that's why we're a cult movie studio. It's only thanks to our fans <laughs> that we're still around. And uh, I should take this opportunity to thank our fans for 40 years and uh, to remind them that that is why we've put up uh, 40, 250 new. Mo I'm sorry. That's why we put up out of appreciation to our fans. Mm -hmm. We've put up 250 free movies on. Troma's YouTube uh, movie channel. Yeah. There's also a shitload of short pieces uh, that we produce constantly and put up on our movie, on the Troma channel, on YouTube. A lot of interesting, you know, funny stuff or satirical stuff or uh, or serious political stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff up there. Uh, and it's all free. Yeah, that's um, America's favorite, F, you know, um, F-letter word and four-letter word, free. You know, you know, Lloyd. Um, it's been a pleasure, and um, I definitely hope I can talk to you again in the near future. Um, yeah, hold on a second. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe thirty seconds. Sorry, what were you saying? I got the other guy on. Oh no, no problem. I'm just a lady. It's a it's a non male, which is good too. Oh, okay. you know, we've done a lot to empower women in our movies. In fact, we don't even call them women. Two women has the word, has the word man in it. Woman, that's bad. That's politically incorrect. Girl, you never say girl. Everybody knows that. You say gyno. Gyno American. Gyno filmmaker. Gyno Brit. Gyno Australian. And uh, there's a gyno journalist on the phone. I gotta go talk to her. Okay, Lloyd, it's a <laughs> talk to your gyno journalist. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And um, can you just plug your social media again? Sorry. Could you just plug your social media again so that people want to... Uh, my social disease? What are you talking about? Uh, how do you... Uh, words. Um, uh, oh, social media. Uh, well, uh, at Lloyd Kaufman on YouTube. Uh, on uh, Twitter, I'm at Lloyd Kaufman on Twitter. I'm at Lloyd Kaufman on Instagram. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman on Facebook. Uh, uh, there's a fan site that the fans do uh, called VoidKaufman.com. You just have to be smart enough to know that Lloyd is spelled L L. L-O-Y-D, double L-O-Y-D, not L-Y-O-D, Lloyd, and then Kaufman is L-L-O-Y-D, and K as in, uh, uh, K as in Kaufman, uh, A-U-F as in Frank M-A-N, 
And uh, you can find my fan site, LloydKaufman.com. I can go on, I can bore you forever. There's so much social. Troma's got a webcast and a YouTube. And Troma's got, go to YouTube. You'll see a shitload of stuff. And Troma has a Facebook. And Troma's got its own Twitter. And uh, Toxie's got stuff. And, and I am cilantro, uh, uh, at I am cilantro, uh, one of our doggies has a Twitter and <laughs> thanks to the fans that were still around. That's the main thing. Thank you, Eva. A very good question. I can't wait to hear myself. Let me know. In fact, if you send me a link, we'll uh, put it up on all our sites and all our uh, trauma.com. Trauma.com. We'll put it up there. The trauma.com gets half a million people every month. So we can, uh, I think, help uh, get, uh, get my uh, beautiful uh, thoughts out to uh, even more of your fans than ever. Oh, thank you. Who I send it to? So I send it to John or send it to you? Yeah, send, well, you can post it on my Twitter. If you should tweet it at me, yeah. I'll retweet it. Uh, and put it on my Facebook uh, fan page, uh, and I'll make sure it's a... And then send the link to John. Okay. And he'll have the Troma Web Monkeys uh, do something with it. Oh, all right. Thank you so much, okay. Lloyd. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. Man. We'll put it We'll make sure that the fans who do the LloydKaufman.com fan site also put it up. Oh, I and I'll listen to it many times because I just there's nothing I like better than hearing my own voice. Uh, your voice. Just ask my just ask my wife for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially. Right. Well, I better go. I better go. I'm sorry. They're waiting for me. No, no problem. Take care, All right. Lloyd. All right. All Bye-bye. right. Keep in touch. Come visit one day. Come to the trauma building. You will get it. Yes, I'm, I'm going to send John an email, and I definitely want I want the grand tour. Okay, you shall get it. You shall get it. There are a lot of nice young people who are all movie fanatics, and uh, they they. They love movies, and that's what keeps us going. Okay, from best wishes. All right, best wishes. Bye. Bye-bye, Lloyd. Thank you for Lloyd Kaufman for giving me an exclusive interview um, of the Troma Entertainment, and you definitely could catch all of his movies on YouTube from starting from The Toxic Avenger, um, Class of Luke and High, um, Sugar Cookies. You know, there's a lot of movies out there that he has. You could definitely check him on imdb.com. Um, that's it for the Atomic Podcast. Um, fans, I hope you was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good night.